Hey, what is going on, Clippers fans? It is me, Positive Chuck Mockler, coming at you solo today to recap the Clippers post-practice media availability. As you know, if you've listened before, this is Locked On Clippers. We're coming at you five days a week uh, from here until the end of the season. Right now, episodes are coming out after post-practice media availability, so we can get you all caught up. But usually, they come out Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. So make us your first listen. Start your morning with us. It's always a good time. Usually, I am joined by William the Opinion Updike, but he is, I believe, on a plane right now. And they do not like when you record podcasts on planes. Today, we'll be breaking down the availability for Marcus Morris, Ty Lue, and Brandon Boston Jr. A lot of interesting stuff from Ty Lue, especially about how Justice Winslow might be used. Then, on our What You Say Wednesday poll, where we send out a poll on Twitter over at Locked On Clips, you can vote on it. We're talking who the Clippers' sixth man of the year uh, is going to be. Not a big surprise uh, when we reveal this one, but some interesting notes as to how this situation might change throughout the year. A lot of fans kind of reacting to the new starting lineup. And then finally, in shavings, where we kind of break down all the other stuff related to the Clippers and the league as a whole, we're going to be talking about more Ben Simmons quote-unquote news. Uh, Russell Westbrook had some interesting things to say about a potential trade to the Clippers. Uh, and then, you know, some more COVID stuff. But all that and more Coming up right now, let's get into this post-practice media availability. Marcus Morris was up first. Talked about, you know, some good nuggets in here. One of the things that I really liked to see was that he said that we won't see a lot of him at the five early in the season. Said the Clippers will have some cards to hold before the playoffs. And if you've really followed this team, you know this is kind of how it goes with the small ball lineup. We saw glimpses of it against Utah in the regular season when it was just destroying them. Um, and everyone got really excited thinking we would maybe see it more. But as we know, Ty Lue likes to keep things close to his chest. So this was good. We all know it works. Thankfully, there's not a whole lot of integrating new guys into what the small ball lineup will most likely be. Um, but yeah, kind of a, a little bit of candidness for Marcus Morris here. He was also asked if he was 100%, and he said, I don't think anyone is 100%, and added that he's ready to play. Said that he didn't need surgery on the knee, um, which is good. He's building his core more. I mean, let's hope he's closer you know, to 100% than 50%, but who knows. Might be a slow ramp-up period for, for Mook, but we've seen that before. Really, I think what's going to let us know how things are going is how um, you know his shots look when it comes to if they're falling short, if they're going long, you'll know Mook is 100% when you see him out there or if he's not. Um, not sure how I feel about him saying he doesn't think anyone is 100%, but hey, that's just me. Um, really excited for Marcus Morris this year. We talked on the last episode about how we might be kind of a, a good vet for some of the young guys, uh, and Brandon Boston Jr. referenced that too, um, which is great. So it's good to see Mook is you know, healthy enough to be ready to play, um, and, you know, being a leader uh, for the young guys as well. He added that he thinks that if he would have been healthy, the Clippers would have gone to the finals. And, you know, I'm not going to argue with him there. He's a, he's a smart man. Um, I think he's got that one figured out pretty well. So good stuff from Mook. Um, really the, big, the biggest thing to take away would be we will not be seeing a lot of the small ball Clippers early in the season. And I wouldn't even be surprised if we see it late in the season, considering you know, uh, the away game situation after the first month and a half or so of the Clippers year is hefty, let's just say. So I'm not sure Ty is going to want to integrate a bunch of new stuff while they're traveling a whole bunch in the second half of the season. So we will have to wait for the playoffs until we see the Clippers' fantastic uh, small ball lineup. 
Ty Lue was up. Um, some really great stuff from Ty Lue today. A lot of positives. Said that the Clippers are vaccinated. So that's fantastic. The Clippers seem to be on track to have everyone available for the opening night. Balmer was a little, I guess, coy is the right word. I don't know why you would be coy about this. Maybe there's some policy issues or something. But good to see Ty Lue confirm that. Um, everyone's vaxxed up, ready to go. There was, I don't really know where to start, but he talked a lot about Justice Winslow. Um, he referenced... You know, Justice Winslow's ability to be able to rebound and go and make passes said that Winslow played backup point guard during practice. Um, added that he's going to do a lot. He's played the one and the five. We might be in store for a whole bunch of Justice Winslow this season. Um, I'm not sure if he will be our backup point guard. I think that would be, uh, I don't know if misguided is the right word, but given we still need to integrate Luke Kennard, uh, into what his actual role is going to be, it would be a little odd to have Justice Winslow running point um, in a backup role. So r- remains to be seen what's going to happen with that. But, you know, it, it's good to see that Winslow is making good contributions in practice. Health is obviously the biggest thing for him. Um, yeah, so keep an eye on Justice Winslow and what his usage is going to be in the preseason. Again, the Clippers preseason starts next week. So we got Clippers basketball back. It's going to be great. I'm a little, I don't know if baffled is the right word, but I'm a little uh, nervously excited to see what Justice Winslow's role is. Um, If you have any strong feelings about Justice Winslow, one way or another, hit us up over at Lockdown Clips. Um, He said, so one of the things that also I think Justice Winslow is going to have a bigger role than most of us thought is that two days ago, Lou talked about how the team was fifth, or excuse me, um, bottom five. Uh, in pace, and he wants to focus on that more. Today, he talked about how the team is focusing getting back in transition and taking away threes defensively. So, good stuff. I mean, it's it's nice to see a coach who sees that we have weaknesses and makes tangible adjustments to try and fix them, as opposed to the Doc Rivers era. So, that's good to see. He also mentioned the first week of practice isn't fun for coaches. Uh, he just wants to keep doing more and more, but he has to keep guys healthy. Um, which, hey, I get that, coach. I want to see I want to see everybody play in the preseason. Um, Luke Kennard and Isaiah Hartenstein have had a good two-man game going, uh, according to Ty Lue in practice. There was a clip posted of an insane pass from Hartenstein yesterday, which was pretty cool. It was this kind of absurd, like, spinorama bounce pass um, to a baseline cutter, which was great. He said that the team is going to have a tough decision regarding which of Giles and Hartenstein they'll bring on. So it sounds like we're going to have just one of those guys. Um, I don't know who has the advantage, if I'm being honest. Tyler talked about how Giles looked good athletically and all that good stuff. Um, I think it's going to come down to maybe skill, and I I don't know who's going to come out on top. I guess I'm leaning Hartenstein, and that is only based on that uh, great pass he threw in the highlight video I watched. But more on that as it develops. Let us know if you're Team Isaiah or Team Harry. Uh, Team Harry sounds a little odd, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Um... He says that being in San Diego has been great. They're going to have a golfing tournament and a fishing tournament on deck, which is, you know, fantastic. I remember a couple seasons ago, we got really excited when Doc Rivers had one team dinner uh, preseason, which, you know, who'd have thunk it'd take more than just a couple appetizers, uh, an entree, and maybe a dessert to get used to your teammates. But as always, good things from Ty Lue, keeping us informed, being pretty candid too with the Justice Winslow use. So let's keep an eye on that. Winslow heads out there. Finally, Brandon Boston Jr. also spoke today. Um, He's excited to be a Clipper. He said the first practice didn't feel like three hours, which is great. Um, Had just an 
a bunch of quotable quotes in here. He said, I've been a pro for three years. The money just came. He said he would describe himself as a bucket. The confidence is not uh, lacking for Brandon Boston Jr., which I don't think anyone thought, but it's nice to see it shining through. Um, says he doesn't have any rookie duties yet, but he knows if Pat Bev was on the Clippers at, he'd already have them. Just kind of another fun, sad reminder that Pat Bev is no longer with the team. And as I mentioned up top, he mentioned that Marcus Morris has been a great vet, lets you know what's going wrong, uh, things you don't know. Said he's not afraid to let you know when you mess up, um, which is good. And as as we all know, Marcus Morris, I'm sure it's in a friendly, um, just trying to correct the action kind of way. So great stuff from post-practice media availability. We'll have another recap for y'all um, tomorrow, probably around, you know, 2.33, something like that. Got to get it all recorded and that good stuff. But stick with us. We'll have updates throughout the week for you um, from Clippers training camp down in San Diego. Coming up, going to be talking the Clippers six fan of the year candidates. Not really a close vote on this one from the poll over on Locked on Clips. But before we get to that, I got to give a shout out to Sweatblock. Uh, there's a, you know, there's a lot of things in life that aren't fun to talk about, and one of them is excessive sweating. You know, uh, when you look down, you just got a whole bunch of sweat on you. Some of you may know what uh, I'm talking about. You've dealt with this before, and it can be difficult. Listen, I know there's bigger issues at stake right now. There are much worse problems in the world, but let's be honest, in the moment, it can feel like a big deal. Nobody likes to pit out during an important speech, interview, or first date, heaven forbid. I'd rather not worry about it. You probably would too, and that's why the people... Uh, use sweat block antiperspirant wipes. Sweat block is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed, dream your sweatless dreams, and the next morning you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat. Guaranteed. No more pinning out. No more picking your shirts based on which one will hide sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out sweat block. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com. Uh, with promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. And hey, now that you're not sweating, you might be sweating over where to buy a car part. So you got to check out Rock Auto uh, with the ever increasing number of makes and models. It's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why end often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every kind of customer, and they have everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution for your auto parts needs. Write Locked On and their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. That takes us directly into the What You Say Wednesday poll uh, over on Locked On Clips. This week, we were talking the Clippers' six Man of the Year candidates. And listen, when we put this one out, we knew it wasn't going to be close. The options were Luke Kennard, Terrence Mann, Nick Batum, and then the ominous other. Terrence Mann ran away with this one, 65% of the vote. No surprise there. Luke Kennard second with 21% of the vote. And Nick Batum third with just under 12% of the vote. Other... Uh, <laughs> rounded up a hefty 1.6% of the vote, but we're going to talk about them as well. Um, let's just get right into it. Uh, Luke, or excuse me, Ty Lue uh, mentioned that right now he sees the starting lineup as having Bledsoe and Reggie in it, leaving Terrence Mann on the bench. Clippers fans, little surprised about that. Um, 
So for now, let's pretend that Terrence Mann will be on the bench. That could change. I was I was looking at what he needs to do to be sixth man of the year. We've heard Nick Batum say we've only seen 10% of Terrence. So, you know, how many minutes per game? Let's just start right there. Well, we have to need to see 20% um, of, of Terrence Mann. He was at just under 20 minutes per game last season. And I, I don't know how I feel about this. I think his minutes per game will probably hover around that same amount. I'm not saying it should. Um, it should probably be higher depending how things go. But I think at the start of the season, he's going to be around that 20 minute per game mark. There's a couple guys we got to integrate. We have backup point guard Justice Winslow um, and stuff like that. So those guys are going to need time. The fit with Winslow and Mann is a little, you know, I don't want to say terrifying to think about, but shooting wise, it's just interesting, right? It's not as much space as you'd like out there. So I think minutes per game wise, in the beginning, we'll see more around 20 per, uh, twenty minutes, excuse me, um, to go with that, which I am I think we're going to be okay with. It really depends what he shows he can do and we're, what we see from Bloodstone and all that good stuff. And, you know, for what he needs to do to really be the Clippers kind of offensive spark six man of the year, we know what he doesn't need to work on, right? Finishing, getting downhill, his athleticism lets him finish and create shots that other guys on the team just can't. That's all there. Um, defense is acceptable. Get still some kind of the young guy stuff he needs to work on, like not getting lost off ball, those things. But those will, those are getting worked out. We've seen those get better every single season. And rebounding, he's pretty good. Um, you know, It's not a, a glaring weakness in his game. What he does need to work on, I think, to be a more consistent um, Clippers sixth man of the year is something that apparently happens with every young Clippers player except for Fee, um, which is hesitancy from deep. Uh, my co-host, William the Opinion Updike, refers to Terrence as a good shooter, and when he does shoot, he is. But for me, he just needs to shoot more to really cement that. He gets left open sometimes on the perimeter, and he needs to make teams pay for that. We know that he can. It's just a matter of will he do that. And this is where lineup stuff becomes important. He can't clog the paint with him and Bled on the court um, together. I say this, of course, after having seen no Clippers basketball yet, so we don't know what it'll look like. But still, this is where the lineup placement for man is going to be very crucial. Um, I'm not sure if he has to you know, quote unquote, improve his passing since he's not asked to be a facilitator very often. But if he does, this would be a great little wrinkle, you know, or I guess bigger wrinkle because his passing is already pretty good um, to have. Not a bad passer by any means, but expanding this part of the game will lead to more minutes probably. Um, But also this is that thing where we want him to be, (laughs) I want him to be a good passer, but I don't want him um, to hesitate when he shoots. So behind the arc, let it fly. When you get in the paint, maybe hit him with some fantastic um, passes right there. And I mean, with Kawhi being out, Terrence has a chance, you know, to be a spark. Um, we've seen what happens when he realizes just how good he is. Um, Utah's seen that uh, firsthand, which was great. So we just need more of that. I firmly believe that Terrence Mann will end up, you know, um, the sixth man of the year for the Clippers. But it depends on. Weirdly, it depends on a lot of how, you know, Luke Kennard is used. Um, There were some interesting replies. Luke Kennard was obviously second in the votes. Most people who voted for this replied that they'll assume Terrence Mann will end up starting by the start of the season um, over Bledsoe, and Kennard would move into the six-man spot. And I'm not sure how much sense that makes, because if if Bledsoe's on the bench, he's most likely the first guy off the bench, um, limiting how much Kennard could really do in this role. So... 
there's going to be some shuffling, I think. Bledsoe got a few votes as well. The start, and it started a longer discussion, kind of, about how will Ty Lue tinker with the starting lineup. Just like last season, he's already tinkered with it before the season's even started, and we're in the same boat now. Um, I don't know if we'll see the 10-game experiment that we kind of saw last year when he had um, the just doomed to fail before it really started. Uh, Lou Williams, Reggie Jackson, Luke Kennard, <laughs> three-guard lineup. No one liked that at all. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see Luke Kennard. And I, we know what Luke Kennard can do. He's a sniper. He can handle the ball. He's got a little bit of wiggle. He, it's It feels like we might be gearing up for maybe another how is he going to be used properly start to the season. Um, this isn't a knock on Luke Kennard. This is more of um, something I'm looking for Ty Lue to figure out because we keep adding these guys and if Terrence Mann's going to have a bigger role um, Justice Winslow apparently handling the ball a little bit as of right now I record this on September 29th um, and then adding Bledsoe and him and Reggie are probably going to be staggered with bench units the canard question is still a bit of a conundrum um, for all the alliteration heads out there so it's going to be interesting to see how Ty Lue moves on with that um, we did get a couple of votes for Justice Winslow uh, which would be sick. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pretend like it wouldn't be awesome if Justice Winslow became the Clippers' best sixth man. Um, but I, I don't see it happening exactly. Who knows what's gonna happen? Um, with that. But shout out Justice Winslow. He's he's had a good start to this. Um, this opening couple of days for Clippers preseason. Let us know what you think over at Locked On Clips. Again, wasn't expecting anything too crazy from this. Let us know if you think the starting lineup's going to change. And honestly, let us know how to answer this Luke Kennard conundrum. Um, coming up, just going to be shuffling around in the shavings drawer. Some more Ben Simmons trade news, apparently. We're going to talk his trade value, um, as well as kind of the hellscape that uh, is the collision of the vaccine and the NBA. But first, got to give a shout out to Built Bar. Um, they help put on this show. They've been a sponsor for a very long time, and they're delicious. Um, they have a ton of fantastic flavors. They have coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate, and I believe raspberry, as I mentioned, is how you should pronounce it. Shout out to my co-host. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box, which is pretty cool. You get two of each flavor, kind of mix it up during the week if you want something a little more fun from your protein bar. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're healthy as well. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams net carbs. All amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. What a day. Built Bar is also the official protein of the U.S. track and field team. You can be just as fast as them if you eat a Built Bar. Right now, go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 15% off your order. One more time, use promo code LOCKEDON for 15% off at Built.com. And now that you are satiated and making good decisions with all that good protein inside you, it's time to bet some money. Go to Bet Online. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, coming down to the wire a bit. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC MMA action. And don't forget the WNBA. Get in on that. Uh, before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code Locked On. Make sure you use that promo code Locked On for 15 for a 50% welcome bonus over at Bet Online, your online sports book. 
experts. All right. Welcome to Shavings, uh, named after our old Clippers podcast, where we talk about stuff kind of related to the Clippers. Eh, it's here or there. Um, there's more Ben Simmons trade news, quote unquote. You can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes. Apparently, the 76ers want him on the court, but they're also targeting Western Conference teams for potential trade partners. Doesn't sound like they want him very much. Um, and as for Western Conference potential trade partners, feels like it's got to be the Kings, right? Like, they were ready to move healed already. They have the picks. They have some solid youth guys to throw in. And I think this would be a very funny kind of petty move by the 76ers. would be like, oh, you want to you get out of Philly? Uh, you're going to Sacramento, uh, sometimes known as the Big Tomato, which is an actual nickname for the city of Sacramento. Go check it out. Um, I just, I'm not sure what his trade value is, how low it could be. Um, <laughs> this just hit me in it. <laughs> Might be a little uh, uh, offsides here, but I can't imagine what uh, Ben Simmons' trade value would be if he was also a Kyrie-level anti-vaxxer. I, it would be fully tanked at this point. Um, I still don't think the Clippers will be able to put together anything substantial enough to bring him to um, L.A. Um, and, you know, personnel aside, the vibes are great right now. If you haven't seen the footage from, you know, the first practice, it's just nothing but joy. You got Reggie running around filming people and they're trying to do stuff. We don't need to remove any of these pieces to bring Simmons in and have to work not an entirely new offense, but pretty close to a new offense. We'd probably be losing shooters in this trade. Um, so Tinker and Ty would have a, you know his work cut out for him, adding a non-shooter who needs the ball in his hands to be effective in this. I'm We were kind of lukewarm on this trade, but I'm just fully off it at this point. After seeing how the guys look in training camp, we don't need to mess with chemistry. We, and I know him and Paul George had dinner or whatever, but you guys know what I'm talking about. We don't need to subtract shooting from a team that a needs shooting and already has great shooting. Um, I just, I just don't see it happen. I'm not sure I want it to happen. Um, let us know how you feel about Simmons on the clips. What trade package you think could get done again? This is, we're reaching kind of this unprecedented territory. Last season we had the hardened thing. Now we got Ben Simmons where guys who are, you know, in the beginning of big contracts want out from teams and are just refusing to play. So, Things are going to be interesting as this carries on, but I would not expect the Clippers to make a trade for Ben Simmons. I'm sure right after you listen to this, there will be a Woj bomb saying that the Clippers have interest, so who knows. Um, a bit more on the, oh God, what is this season going to look like news? NBA spokesman Mike Bass, maybe Bass, I don't know how it's pronounced, said any player who elects not to comply with local vaccination mandates will not be paid for games that he misses. They're going kind of the NFL style now, where you get your game check if you play and you don't if you don't. Um, while apparently only 10% of the league is unvaccinated, which is great, we know for a fact that two of these players not vaxxed have very high contracts. I'm talking Kyrie Irving and Andrew Wiggins. Um, just more kind of extra, and forgive me uh, for this phrase, bullshit, that we're having to deal with right now. Ted Cruz is somehow like standing with Kyrie Irving and Andrew Wiggins. And I know that those that I'm pretty sure I should say that those people did not want to be tagged in that tweet. This is now becoming, I would equate this to actually, I can't equate this to anything. This is not the same as the NFL and the kneeling quote unquote controversy. Um, this is a, whole different ball game with this. We have uh, public health involved. We have vaccinations involved. Guys are going to lose in game checks. Now we have politicians getting involved. This is just 
turning into a shitstorm. I hope um, it gets solved. I don't know how it gets solved other than getting a simple vaccine that has proven to, you know, help side effects and help those around you who may be at risk for COVID. That's, I mean, really there's one solution. It's very easy. It takes about 10 seconds. Um, but yeah, thankfully I said it off top, the Clippers are all fully vaxxed up. They are vaxxed and ready to go. So they don't got to worry about losing game checks or getting, uh, you know, horribly sick and stuff like that. But let's hope this works itself out. I don't have any answers. I'm just here to vent about how nervous I feel about how this is going to overshadow fantastic play in the NBA. Um, it's, it's, ugh, it's just frustrating. Um, closing out this segment, uh, and this episode, I guess, apparently Russell Westbrook, uh, there's a quote going around. He said, hell no. When asked, uh, about a trade to the LA Clippers. Uh, thanks. We appreciate that. A lot of our, a lot of our fans said that too. I believe Will and I also maybe said that verbatim on this show when it was talked about maybe getting Russell Westbrook, not a good postseason player. Um, Sure regular season might be a good time gonna see him dunk a bunch and grab a bunch of rebounds that's great no one's ever gonna forget what he did for nipsey hustle but i do not want him on the clippers um uh, contract's too crazy he's not good in the postseason and he can't shoot so hey uh we're good over here enjoy your time over across the hall doing whatever it is that y'all do um yeah that about uh that about wraps it up for me folks thank you for sticking with a solo uh, positive Chuck Mockler today. William the Opinion Update will be back tomorrow. I'm pretty sure. Who knows? Um, Thursday's episode, more media availability after practice. Again, those episodes will be coming at you in the late afternoon so you can get all caught up. Thirsty Thursday segment, which we do every week, breaking down what we want to see more of from the team. And of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, the season is right around the corner. Preseason Clippers basketball is less than a week away. Can you feel the energy in the air? It's fantastic. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, full disclosure, it's a lot more fun when I got my co-host on here. Uh, you can uh, you can give us a review at iTunes. It really helps us out. It's the only platform where you can review, I'm pretty sure. And it's pretty important for our pod. So if you want uh, our pod to flourish and people to get Daily Clippers news, we would love if you gave us a review. One star or five, we'll read it on the air either way. You can find this podcast at Deezer, uh, streaming on Amazon. Uh, you can tell your uh, Alexa to play at any of your smart home devices, pods. I don't know. Um, maybe rig your ring... Uh, front door camera just to play it anytime someone walks up that'd be a good time um but yeah we thank y'all for your listen like i said clippers basketball is almost here i have been positive chuck mockler and we will talk to y'all tomorrow